Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash I am divine 2022. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living today. With Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. To ask questions or join in the discussion, email us at the Yoga Hour at UnityOnlineRadio.org. Now, here's your host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, our time to open our hearts and our minds to the infinite. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and today we'll be looking at some insights and spiritual practices from the ancient system of Kriya Yoga, a philosophy uh, with practices for spiritually conscious, fulfilled living in today's world. Yoga is a familiar term, a Sanskrit word with many different meanings actually but the primary one refers to oneness union or unity meaning bringing our attention and our awareness to consciously abide in our essential spiritual nature we can think of this as being restored to our original wholeness knowing our true spiritual nature and living in harmony with it today we have part two uh, with Roy Eugene Davis, Spiritual Practice in the Kriya Yoga Tradition Insights from Patanjali's Yoga Sutra. And um, we're going to be talking today about practices that support spiritual growth and awakening. Roy Eugene Davis um, had the blessing in his life of meeting his guru, Paramahansa Yogananda, at a very early age. Uh, Mr. Davis was 18 years old. He traveled across country to meet Paramahansa Yogananda after reading his book, The Autobiography of a Yogi. He met him in 19, December of 1949 in Los Angeles, California. He was accepted for monastic discipleship, uh, trained by Paramahansaji, and later ordained by him. Uh, in the years following, Mr. Davis um, has continued to teach uh, in the Kriya Yoga tradition, and today his books are published in um, more than 10 languages and in 11 countries. He's the publisher uh, of Truth Journal magazine, which has been in continuous publication for uh, 47 years, I believe. He writes monthly uh, study lessons for CSA members around the world. And he is the author of the book, The Science of Self-Realization, A Guide to Spiritual Practice in the Kriya Yoga Tradition. It's a commentary on the Tanjali's Yoga Sutras, which will be the basis of our conversation today. Uh, welcome back to the Yoga Hour, Roy. I'm so delighted that we're continuing this conversation well, thank you. I'm looking forward to our time together. And before we um, continue that conversation, let's begin with a moment of meditation.
Whenever we turn our attention within to become consciously aware of our essential nature, the ground of being, that supreme consciousness which makes all thought and perception possible, whenever we turn our attention there, we are actually practicing yoga, allowing ourselves to be restored to our original wholeness, consciously aware of that which we truly are. So in this moment, simply turn your attention within, and you can use your breath to do that. When you breathe in, simply feel that you are pulling your attention and awareness away from external involvement, away from thought activity, just resting within, being aware of your breath, its natural flow. When you exhale, relax and let go. Breathing in, breathing out, letting thoughts settle. Anytime we want to do this for just a moment during our day, we can become aware of peace. The peace that is inherent to our being. We can invite that peace then to pervade the mental field, fill our physical body as relaxation, balance, a sense of well-being. And then as Paramahansa Yogananda suggested, we can take that peace with us as a portable peace. Wherever we go, peace. begin the first segment of the program today talking about practices that support spiritual growth. When we look at the definition of Kriya Yoga as it is offered in Patanjali's Yoga Sutra, we see three overarching practices that support spiritual growth and fulfilled living, um, beginning with uh, self-discipline and then a, a studious study, self, you know, self-inquiry study of scripture, and a surrender of the illusional sense of being separate from the source. So let's begin with that first one that heads the list, self-discipline. Um, Roy, how do you define self-discipline? And it, should we think of it as the same as what we do for self-improvement? Well, of course, we're going to experience improvement if we practice uh, discipline in the right way. But self-discipline is intentional uh, control and regulation of our mental states, emotional states, private behaviors, and uh, actions that are performed to accomplish purposes. So self-discipline is uh, emphasized in the Yoga Sutras as being first among the uh, parts of the, of the total practice of Kriya Yoga. The word Kriya is a Sanskrit word, and it simply means action or procedure or process. And as you mentioned earlier, the word Yoga, in its precise definition, means to bring together or unite uh, our attention and awareness with our essence of being. So kriyas are the actions or procedures that we use to clarify our awareness and calm the mind so that our inner nature, our innate uh, qualities and our knowledge of our true nature and ultimate reality can be unveiled and revealed or realized. So self-discipline is important. If we aren't able to or willing to control our mental processes or our emotions or our behaviors, there's very little uh, chance of being able to live effectively or to experience satisfying spiritual growth. 
Mm, it, it's true because the, we, in order to live intentionally uh, and to be focused on the highest goals in life, um, you know, the primary one being to wake up in this lifetime to know the truth of what we are and then be able to live um, in harmony with that. We have to have self-discipline to do that. But I've always thought that in the teachings of yoga, the um, purpose of self-discipline um, is actually a very positive one. You know, I, I think that often people think of self-discipline as, you know, needing to change their fundamental nature. And so they, they begin with that wrong premise, you know, like something is wrong with me. And so, you know, I'm going to do this to change who I am. But, but yoga really turns that over in a very positive way, which says, no, 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 no. You know, you are already um, a bright soul, a perfect being, you know, at the core. And your self-discipline is about, um, allowing that to be revealed and to be expressed. And uh, I think it makes it so much easier to adopt a program when, with that positive, um, uh, thought about it. Right. And well, we have to be disciplined to the extent that we do whatever we know we must do to be successful in life and also to be successful in our spiritual practice. Uh, we have to meditate on a regular schedule. We don't, uh, we don't say, we shouldn't say, well, I don't feel like it today or I'm too busy. We do it because we must do it as part of our, part of our program. So it's just, uh, discipline, self-discipline is simply the matter of controlling our mental states and states of consciousness and behaviors, having mastery over those, uh, those uh, areas of our life, uh, mm-hmm. instead of being the, a victim of circumstances or of, of impulses and whims. So mm-hmm. without discipline, there's no, no possibility of being, uh, being successful in life or on the spiritual path. But and, uh, you know, Kriya, yoga is, uh, Kriya Yoga also includes, as you mentioned, it includes uh, study and a, an examination of our uh, our, our true nature, our as, as consciousness, and also the letting go, or seeing through, or rising above the illusional or mistaken sense of self-identity, which for most people is personality-based. Most people, if you ask, oh, "What are you?" they will say, "Well, look at me. I, this, this is who I am," and they'll describe their personality characteristics. The yogis will say, "Well, no, you are a spiritual being." Expressing through a mind and personality and physical body, but you are not the mind or personality or physical body. You are the spirit. Mm, expressing through and and knowing that, um, of course, does make um, self discipline and conscious living um, easier to do. <laughs> you know, if we identify with the personality self, then um, you know we tend to do things that are more uh, consistent uh, with that. Um, you wrote, you know, in, in, in examining these um, core practices that we're talking about, self-discipline, study, which includes self-inquiry, and letting go of the illusion of, you know, wrong thinking about what we are, um, it, it, you know, I mentioned that these practices are to remove uh, anything that could obscure our ability to be a self-aware, self-realized, and God-realized. And you wrote, our constructive actions do not cause our spiritual growth. They provide ideal conditions that allow it to naturally occur. So um, what would you say are ideal conditions? Well, our at the deepest level... You mentioned earlier that we are at the deepest level already bright, clear, serene, and knowledgeable. So our spiritual practice, our yoga practice, if we call it that, is simply we're doing what we need to do or what can be done to remove the the characteristics in our personality and perhaps in our nervous system and body that interfere with the with the free expression of our spiritual spiritual nature, 
And uh, so it's not that we be, are trying to w- work to become spiritual, but that we are removing the conditions that inhibit or interfere with uh, the, the emergence and uh, actualization of our uh, spiritual, spiritual nature. Mm. I, I, I remind folks frequently at our retreats, when we're having meditation retreats, when we first sit to meditate, remember that at the core you are already a spiritual being, so don't sit there trying to become one, mm-hmm. but just calm the mind and clarify your awareness and relax and let go, if you can, of your mistaken sense of self-identity and allow the real uh, you, the, the real, your real essence, allow it to emerge and to be directly experienced. Mm-hmm. And by directly, I mean without the need for the senses, the mind, the intellect, or even of intuition. Because if our essence is already whole and complete, all we have to do is learn how to experience it. And, and yes, and... of course, there are, there are some characteristics, they're mentioned in the Yoga Sutra, of course, which obscure uh, this uh, uh, perception of reality of what we are, and of course the primary uh, restricting influence is our mistaken sense of self-identity. We falsely presume that we are personality-based beings or ordinary human beings, mm-hmm. with perhaps a spiritual essence hidden, hidden there someplace inside, or some people refer to my soul, for instance. And really, Mm -hmm. we don't have a soul. We are the soul or the spirit, Mm -hmm. and we are expressing through a body. So it's helpful to have this intellectual grasp of the facts of life, even before we have the realization. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned, of course, the practice of meditation, and and it seems that of all the practices, um, that that's the one um, that is really primary that 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 allows us to uh, arrange conditions so that we can experience uh, our essence of being yes Patanjali mentions early on in the text two things uh, that are important or helpful to the to uh, to the realization of our true nature one is uh, the, the right use of discrimination, intellectual discrimination, knowing the difference between what we are and what we are not, that helps. And then direct experience, which is, uh, of course, it can happen instantaneously, even when we're not meditating. Sometimes it can happen instantaneously. But usually uh, we can arrange conditions when meditating to relax the body, unstress the nervous system, calm the mind, and still rest in that condition of being alert and observant and provide the opportunity to have uh, what we call superconscious perceptions and then uh, direct or, or, or uh, realizations, experiences of our true nature. Mm. Yeah, and that then, of course, um, strengthens our ability to be self-disciplined and and right. to live and to live in the highest way. Um, I think we're going to um, take a break now. We're, I'm having a little bit of uh, a challenge connecting uh, into um, the sound room this morning. So um, we're going to see if we're able to take a break at this moment. You're listening to the Yoga Hour with guest Roy Eugene Davis. Mr. Davis's website is C csa-davis.org. And you'll find there uh, on the website many resources um, for learning about spiritually conscious living. There's, um, uh, you're able to look at Truth Journal magazine and there are free booklets that you can download and uh, good information about meditation and other spiritual practices. When we come back from the break, we'll explore how to remove obstacles for, um, Obstacles to Spiritual Growth. Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. Wellness expert Dr. Michelle Robin on Healthy Living. 
in the game of wellness, there's some basic habits that you need to embrace in order to live a well life. In her book, Wellness on a Shoestring, Robin shows you that complete wellness of body, mind, and spirit doesn't have to cost a fortune. Client Eddie Penrice turned his health around with Dr. Robin's Seven Habits for a Healthy Life. I've got to say my body just embraced the change. Besides feeling better, looking better, thinking more clearly. Many of Robin's seven habits for a healthy life are simple and free. She offers tips and shares real stories from clients like Eddie, who've incorporated the habits into their lives and seen the results. You can make this change by being convicted that you will do it. That you don't need anyone else's assistance or help to do it. Make this the year you get healthy. Discover a low-cost, attainable path to feeling better than ever. Order wellness on a shoestring today at www.shopunity.org. Do you think you know all you want to know about the characters in the Bible? Do you know who could be called the king who loved too much? Or what it means to be a Jezebel? Or that the best love story in the Bible begins with the declared commitment of two women? The Bible's symbolic meaning can help you transform your life and discover the presence and power of God within you. Find out what these characters can teach you about your own life today by tuning into Biblical Power for Your Life. Each week, co-hosts Rev. Karen Tudor and E.J. Niles present a Bible character from a historical, cultural, psychological, and symbolic perspective. Your comments and questions are part of this lively discussion. Tune in every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and power up your life only at Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. We now return to The Yoga Hour. Welcome back to The Yoga Hour. I'm Ellen Grace O'Brien, and I'm joined today by Roy Eugene Davis, a direct disciple of Paramahansa Yogananda and the spiritual director of Center for Spiritual Awareness. And the website there is csa davis.org. You can learn about the retreat center and the um, retreats that are offered uh, throughout the year, uh, meditation retreats in a very uh, spiritually supportive environment. In this segment, we're going to talk about clearing the way, um, what the obstacles to self-realization are and how we can remove them. In the uh, second chapter of the Yoga Sutra, which is on uh, spiritual practice, um, the fourth uh, verse says, Inability to accurately perceive what is true is the primary cause of other restrictions, which may be dormant, weak, controlled, or freely influential. So we're going to kind of take that sutra apart this morning and starting with you know, what exactly does primary restriction mean? And what is this primary restriction that allows other um, troubling influences to occur? Yes, the primary restriction that confines our awareness is what is that situation we mentioned a few moments ago. It's the illusion or, or mistaken perception of self-identity. Mm-hmm. We mistakenly presume that we are limited human beings, and that is our conditioning and our viewpoint, and all of the other problems stem from that. If we could solve that problem, the, the whole drama of spiritual practice would be would, would be avoided. We wouldn't have to go through all, all of the, the routines and practices uh, that we often go through, once because we would be fully awake, and that would be the end of the end of the problem. But uh, so we have to work on that now. Uh, egoism or ego ego identification uh, is not mistaken self uh, self uh, identity is not the same as um, egotism. Egotism is the an inflated or enlarged or exaggerated sense of self importance, and we can get off that pretty easily by just realizing it's foolish and we don't need to behave like that. <laughs> but. Uh, but getting off this, getting, transcending, seeing through and transcending, rising above 
this idea that we are confined creatures, that come back confined to our skull and limited. Uh, we may intellectually know better, but actually having the uh, a change of viewpoint that en- enables us to experience the freedom that we, we want to have may take a little doing, but it can be done. Mm. And, uh, of course, when our ability to perceive is, is, is blurred or our faculty of intellect is not as sharp as it should be or could be, then we make more mistakes in perceptions when we uh, uh, hear or read, um, inform- or we hear philosophical information, or we see situations, and we 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 think we know the answer, we know what we're looking at, but we don't, and that's an illusion. Mm-hmm. So illusions are further misperceptions mm-hmm. that add add to the add to the problem, and then we run around with a mind full of erroneous ideas. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is this is causes further confusion, mm-hmm. or we may have strong attachments of, of various mm-hmm. kinds to people, to things, to experiences, uh, to sense uh, sensations, or we may have strong aversion, strong reaction to situations that we don't like to hear about or see. Uh, instead of uh, instead of what yoga yoga recommends is at all times having neutral. Uh, mental attitude, um, not avoid uh, b- being aware of unpleasant situations out that w- that we observe or that exist, but be be uh, not be disturbed by what we see, not not be reactive, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, then of course many people are confused. Uh, about what Patanjali refers to as the processes of physical birth and death. That's further further confusion. People don't know uh, what the uh, what, what occurs when they come into physical embodiment or incarnation, or uh, they're not sure what will happen when the physical body ceases to function and they have to depart this world. So mm-hmm. there is um, what yoga says, and other mystics of other cultures say. The solution to all of these problems can can be can be had by nurturing our spiritual awareness, which enables us to actually uh, not only intuitively uh, know the, the facts of life, but also to experience the truth of what we are in relationship to the wholeness of life. Mm-hmm. And we we can see, you know, when we look that, you know, what are called these restrictions is, you know, you've stated that, you know, start with um, basically what is sometimes defined as ignorance or wrong knowledge. Um, another another way it said is perversive cognition. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> but this 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 you know inaccurate uh, perception of what we are that gives rise to these these other problematic uh, things such as strong attachments or aversions or you know the fear of. Um, death, you know, due to attachment to the body-mind, we can see that those further things that fall out, you know, from wrong knowledge are all basically ways of propping up the ego self, the ego identity, you know, that there, we, we, we can see the connection um, there that, and understand then why, um, if we can um, remove that uh, initial misunderstanding, then those other things don't have such a pull. Um, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's easy to discern how they are all connected. Um, now, the, the sutra tells us that these restrictions um, as, as patterns really in the mental field um, may be dormant or weak or controlled or freely influential. It, it, it talks about the various ways in which these uh, restrictions can um, be experienced and express. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Well, what yoga teachers emphasize if we are aware of these of these conditions which are causing problems, is the first thing is to uh, try to uh, analyze them and try to understand them, and then uh, by analysis and understanding, or by uh, practices that might be helpful, 
weaken and neutralize their influences so that we're not quite as uh, subject to to, the, to their influences. And uh, we can replay. We can learn to improve our powers of perceptions, for instance, and avoid avoid having too many illusions. Uh, we can learn to uh, see life as a as a flowing flowing harmonious uh, event or series of events without having strong attachments to people and situations and to uh, sensations and experiences. So it's just a matter of learning to see life as it is, as an ongoing process. And uh, again, from the perspective of remembering our, our true nature is unmoved by anything out there in the objective world, our true nature is changeless. Mm-hmm. But uh, by by improving our powers of intellectual discernment, and also improving, clarifying our awareness by practicing what we call superconscious meditation, we can eventually uh, remove ourselves from the from the unpleasant influences of these characteristics, which were formerly. So so pro- uh, problematic, mm-hmm. but uh, just a matter of hanging in there and doing what we know best to do, mm-hmm. and until we get through it. <laughs> and uh, you know, you know, we also have uh, subconscious conditionings uh, mm-hmm. because of desires that we, we we've had and the reaction patterns that we have, or or the way we were, we, our mind was conditioned. Uh, and uh, these impressions in the subconscious are sometimes called karmic patterns because they are influential and can, if influential, if they're allowed to be influential, can uh, influence our behavior and even uh, track circumstances and conditions that correspond with them. And what Patanjali uh, wrote in relationship to those conditions was that the pain or discomfort that has not yet been experienced uh, is to be avoided. So it can, the, even if current trends, because of our, our 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 psychological condition, our subconscious conditioning, our present mental attitudes and behaviors, if current trends indicate that we're heading for trouble, by by recognizing what is happening, we can change those causes. Mm-hmm. We can neutralize the, the and weaken the, mm-hmm. the influences. And uh, avoid uh, having that crash down down the road. Mm-hmm. So, and that, and that's such a positive um, point of view about how to live. You know that we don't have right. to be victims of external circumstances or even um, controlled by the impressions or patterns in our own mind. And of course, this practice of self inquiry um, can be very supportive in this situation as well. You know, the, that age old question, you know, why don't I do uh, what I know I should? <laughs> um, uh-huh. or, or why do I do what I know I shouldn't? <laughs> um, right. Those, those well, questions. And- yeah, I was just going to say those questions are related to this, you know, to the patterns, right. uh, the conditionings in the mental field. Elsewhere in, the, in his text, Patanjali mentions what modern psychologists recommend today. If you have mental states or moods uh, or behaviors that are not uh, uh, life-enhancing, uh, are not really supportive of your your highest aims and purposes, then replace them. Again, discipline here, but instead of working so hard to to resist, re, re, resist them somewhat, but replace them with mm-hmm. mental attitudes, uh, uh, thought, thought thought thinking processes, moods or feelings, and actions which are more constructive. Mm-hmm. Uh, just simply to renounce or get rid of the, the conditions which are causing problems, uh, that's only step one. We have to replace them, or we can replace them, with the more desirable situations. And that's one way, that's one way to uh, neutralize and overcome these characteristics that, that, that ca- cause difficulties. And so, it's so uh, helpful to know... Just, it's so helpful to know we can do that. And I think that the, the premise about 
um, you know, what we are that we were talking about in the first segment, um, really gives us, um, the encouragement and, and the rationale as to why we can do that because we are superior <laughs> to, um, right. that. And pat- we also have the, we also have the, the ability, uh, to imagine ideal, uh, situations for ourselves, imagined and new and better possibilities for experience and expression. And by using our imagination, we can actually change our states of consciousness and our, and our mental states and our emotional states and even change our behaviors and even attract to our, into our lives uh, ideal relationships and, and circumstances. Mm. So we have this gift of imagination. I call it creative imagination because creative imagination is controlled and intentional. Uh, whereas uh, fantasy is uncontrolled imagination. And so, but by when using we come... imagination constructively, we can make our minds and our consciousness receptive to the experience, experiences that we want to have. And begin to um, change, uh, begin that change from within. And when we get back from the break, we'll talk about um, best practices for spiritually conscious living. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and I'm talking today with Roy Eugene Davis um, from uh, Center for Spiritual Awareness in Lakemont, Georgia. His website is csa-davis.org. We'll be right back with you. Are you in a state of change, a period of transition? Perhaps you simply don't know which way to turn, or you want guidance on taking that next step in your personal or professional life. You can activate the power of yes with Reverend Beverly Melander. As a new thought minister and next step counselor, she knows how to listen to where you are and help you get to where you want to be. With 20-plus years of experience, she offers spiritual counseling and affirmative prayer next step counseling for your personal or professional life, as well as resume writing and editing. To learn more about Beverly's counseling services, visit beverlymolander.net. That's Beverly, M-O-L-A-N-D-E-R dot net. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central. 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. If you have a question... Please submit it via email at the yoga hour at unityonlineradio.org and we will respond. Now, back to the yoga hour. Welcome back to the yoga hour. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien and my guest today is Roy Eugene Davis, a direct disciple of Paramansa Yogananda and the spiritual director of Center for Spiritual Awareness. Uh, we've been talking about um, spiritual practice and uh, the rationale um, for it, and um, we're going to be looking uh, in this segment at some of the those practices. Um, in the second chapter of the Yoga Sutra is a listing of what is called the yamas and niyamas. The yamas are the guidelines for ethical behavior, show us how to be in right relationship with others in the world, and the niyamas are our intentional constructive practices that are that are really um more internalized and um 
you wrote in your commentary, The Science of Self-Realization, when these aspects of practice are fully actualized, we more easily experience total well-being, orderly relationships with others in our environment, the support of nature, and rapid spiritual awakening. And um, this uh, relates to Sutra 230, which lists the um, yamas, harmlessness, truthfulness, non-stealing, conscious control, and right use of vital forces, and non-attachment are the five restraints to cultivate and to actualize. So um, what is the basis for these, these five practices? Well, the, the, the idea is to, to learn to live uh, a moral or a correct or proper uh, life. And uh, number one, we want to avoid doing harm to others and to other forms of life and even to ourselves. We want to avoid uh, untruth, not, not being untruthful. We, want to, uh, we don't want to be dishonest. And we, we want to conserve our vital forces and make wise use of them, avoid dissipation of vital forces. By, uh, and also, uh, we don't want to be greedy. So if we can uh, if we can actualize or 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 embody or make real these practices, uh, they naturally enable us to have harmony with our environment, har- harmony with, with other people, and also avoid stress. And when we are everything is in our system is in harmony, our relationships are harmonious, and our stress stress is reduced in our nervous system then our spiritual growth can occur spontaneously. Uh, this is the, something to remember, that our innate urge to be spiritually conscious is, 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 is constantly insistent. It's a, that's, that's, that's what inclines us to want to be spiritually enlightened and want to know higher realities. And if we can get these uh, troublesome conditions uh, out of the way by living right and thinking right and being unstressed, then our spiritual uh, uh, awake, awakening can occur much more, much more easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a matter of li- doing what is right and proper, mm-hmm. and uh, then that, that's part of the foundation practice for right living. And then we move on to the disciplines, you know, the uh, personal hygiene cleanliness of the body, cleanliness of our environment, uh, of course, uh, pure, uh, pure motives, pure, pure mental attitudes, uh, then cultivation of self or soul contentment in all circumstances. That's something that's often overlooked, the importance of being in release spiritually at the deepest level, uh, satisfied and contented at that level regardless of external conditions or even of subjective mental and emotional conditions so that so that we never are are uh, unduly disturbed at the deeper level this doesn't mean that we ignore uh, situations outside or inside that have to be addressed and corrected or worked with but we just say none of these things move me at the spiritual level mm, at the deepest, that, yeah. deepest deepest level i am always peaceful and that is really a, a passport to um, freedom as well. Um, I, I really um, so deeply appreciated the insight that you know that that you have offered to me over the years um, with this teaching, and and it was a real revelation to me. You know this this uh, sutra as it describes this soul contentment, you know, um, pointing us back to our innate wholeness, um, tells us that then we can experience, you know, supreme happiness or, you know, happiness that is unconditional. And, you know, I, I think I was just like so many people thinking that, um, I would get this or I would have that or I would do this and then I would be happy. So it was this ever receding, um, carrot, you know, which causes you to, to live outside of yourself. Um, but you know, when we come back to this, uh, soul contentment, which is inherent to our being, then, then we're free. You know, we're not chasing after happiness. I mean, we can, 
certainly be happy and appreciate things in life, but we don't see them as the source of our right. happiness. Yeah, we discover we we can discover that being inwardly peaceful and and, and, and contented at the soul level is not dependent, as you mentioned, on, on externals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm all for having ideal living conditions and ideal relationships, but to say I need this before I'm going to have peace of mind mm-hmm. uh, is, is is to invite uh, problems sooner or later because. Mm-hmm. Uh, Outer conditions are not always ideal. Sometimes mm-hmm. we run into a snag, <laughs> and, uh, and sometimes we have a physical challenge or maybe a psychological challenge uh, that has to be addressed and corrected. And uh, But if we are inwardly peaceful at our deepest level of being, then we can always be there, and then we can handle whatever has to be handled wisely and efficiently and uh, keep and move on. Mm-hmm. So we have that peace that the world doesn't, does, the world, according to Scripture, doesn't doesn't confer, doesn't give us. Mm-hmm. We have that inner peace all the time. Mm-hmm. Doesn't give us and can't take it away. Um, we're we're coming close to the uh, end of the hour here, and um, before we conclude, I, I wonder if you could. Tell us, as we're looking at these very um, practical elements of, of yoga, you know, uh, cultivating ethical living and, um, you know, soul contentment, purity, uh, self-discipline, and so forth. Um, h- how did you see these uh, practices in your guru, Paramahansa Yogananda? Uh, how did you see them actualized in his life? And, you know, how did that teach you? Of course, you about- he, was, he was an embodiment of... Uh, of all, all of the principles of yoga, he was always uh, centered or grounded in, in self self knowing, and and uh, his awareness of the reality of God all the time. Whenever I was with him personally, I, I was always aware of a sense of power, cosmic power that was that that was with that he was anchored in, and aware of a sense of omnipresence, a, a vastness. I, it's hard to explain, but I, I just felt this. That my my consciousness was more expanded, and there was this larger reality of which I was aware when I when I was with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, he was an accomplished yogi. You know, he started out as a young boy. His parents were were disciples of a of a great yogi, and from the age of ten and twelve, yeah, he when he was taught to meditate by his father, and later by his Sanskrit tutor, and later. Uh, in his late teenage years, by his guru, he meditated from an early age, and visited saints, and uh, I'm sure some pseudo saints, uh, <laughs> his quest, and holy places on pilgrimage. But he applied himself, and uh, after he met his guru Sri Yukteswar, he was uh, with him for tw- for twelve years before he came to America in 1920, uh, and. Uh, when he was what, about 27 years of age or so. So uh, he, he lived the life, mm-hmm. and he, that, that's why he, could, he embodied it. Mm-hmm. When you were with him, he was, always, he was very quiet and poised and courteous, but there, when you were with him, you were, you were, you were aware of his mental purity, uh, his, uh, uh, his compassion, his uh, authentic caring for the welfare of other people, but most of all, this deep presence of a of a larger reality that seemed to be seemed to be just embodied in that in his physical frame. Mm-hmm. So it was a marvelous experience to have to to have that opportunity to 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 be, have an association with that. You know, in in uh, as you know in, in India they have a. They have, they have they have the word uh, darshan, and they said, "Go to a guru, go to a pilgrimage place, and and uh, for darshan." Well, the idea, the word means darshan means to see or to to perceive. And not only go and be seen by the deity, but also see see, mm-hmm. see reality or see some mm-hmm. aspect of reality. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, that's a great blessing. Yes, a vision, a vision of light, um, a vision of of the truth, and you know, um, 
it's so beautiful to hear from you about Paramahansa Yogananda. And of course, you know, I've been blessed, um, for many years to be able to study with you and, uh, and to see, um, the effects, uh, of your relationship with him, you know, uh, on your life and, uh, the way those, um, ideals are actualized uh, in you and uh, you know what i see is of course this um strength <laughs> really strength you know based on well as this- you mentioned as as you mentioned i met parmas in 1949 so that's 60 that's uh, more than 60 years ago mm-hmm. and uh, so i've been on this spiritual trail for <laughs> quite a long time mm-hmm. and I, I can say that you keep on learning and growing and it's it's not a, it's not that you get so far and quit, but it's it's every new discovery, and that's the marvelous marvelous thing. It's every new discovery, mm-hmm. or what Paramahansa used to say, it's every new joy mm-hmm. as the result of discovery. And that so, um, the purposeful, intentional living, you know, that's what you have taught me, um, and you know, so many students over the years is to um, you know not think of. Uh, enlightenment of spiritual realization as something that will happen in another lifetime if you're lucky, but to live intentionally and know that it is uh, the revelation of your uh, true nature. Uh, it's been right. such a joy and uh, a pleasure and an honor to uh, talk with you on the program this morning. Uh, thank you so much for um, participating again. And I want to let our listeners know that um, they can uh, find out more about the Center for Spiritual Awareness, about the teaching uh, materials, the publications that are available, um, uh, the resources that are on the website, and also the schedule of retreats. There are private retreats and group retreats throughout the year at Center for Spiritual Awareness in Lakemont, Georgia. And that website, again, is csa-davis.org. And uh, if you take a look on the uh, Unity Online Radio uh, website for the Yoga Hour, uh, you will see many wonderful programs with Roy Eugene Davis that are archived there. Um, Paramahansa Yogananda, as I knew him, our relationship with the infinite insights into higher realities and um, the way of spiritually conscious living. And so forth. So there's, there's quite a few. So take a look. You have a wonderful library with Mr. Davis available to you, uh, through Unity Online. Um, join us next week for a program about complete health and well-being. Rekindle your life by stoking your digestive fire. And I'll be speaking with Dr. Suhas Shursagar, uh, author of the new book just released, The Hot Belly Diet. For information about Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, be sure to visit csecenter.org and you can sign up there for the class that is launching in just a few days, uh, Living the Eternal Way, which you can take online. So visit csecenter.org to find out about that. Remember to subscribe to the Yoga Hour at iTunes. It's free. It's easy. Tell everybody about it. Thanks so much for being with us. I look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, remember to let your inner light, your essence of being, shine into the world and share your peace and your joy with all that you meet. Thank you again so much, Roy, for being here. Thank you. God bless you and all of all of our listeners. Thank you. And thank you, Jeff Comfort, in the sound room. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, for practical, purposeful methods for spiritually conscious living every day. The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by friends and members of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California, a ministry in the tradition of Kriya Yoga, the ancient science of self and God realization, www.csecenter.org. Request free literature by writing info 
at csecenter.org. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear. Inspiration only takes a moment. If you are able to safely turn your attention away from the demands of your activities, quiet your mind and affirm. There is a divine plan at work in my life. I now relax, let go, and let it unfold. Listen attentively, inwardly, without projecting any thoughts about what you think should happen or be experienced. Become as a child, trusting and receptive to the guidance of spirit within. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. You've seen reality TV. Well, now get ready for reality radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome challenges. Listen in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Dr. Chris Michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer. He says we must place a demand upon consciousness. We don't hope to get what we pray for. We expect it. As a 25-year veteran in the New Thought Movement, Dr. Chris has helped thousands of people find their way to success and healing. His faith is unshakable, and his commitment to helping others heal through the power of prayer is extraordinary. Don't miss Reality Radio, Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels, live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? 
Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on a Course in Miracles, with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free, every Friday at 2 p.m. Central, here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash divine 2022 